Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Kit! And the Tinkerer. Last week, Kit met the Tinker, but I guess you already figured that out. A curious farmer and inventor, and struck up a conversation about the sun and plants and nature. You know, druid stuff. As the artificial day wore on, Kit noticed a problem in the structural integrity of the wall of the farm cavern. Upon investigating, it seems that some of the plant life here in the world below was affected by the necromantic energy that the node on the surface was releasing when it was active, and the tinkerer has now been engulfed by a large, semi-sentient pile of moss and algae. Will the tinkerer be okay? How dangerous is this plant creature? And are there more lurking in other caverns waiting to wreak havoc? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hey. How are we doing this week? Fabulous. Um... Good. A fun note for, oh, my cat just ran across after we discovered. So my cat hates playing with toys. She just hates toys. But we recently discovered a toy that she does like. Oh, I can't wait to hear what it is. Dice. No. Yes. Oh, good. Like a dice fell on the floor and she started batting it around. So now we just keep one on the floor for her. (laughs) <laughs> and you might have just heard her batting it around. Um, it's very cute. I keep trying to take a video because obviously I need to like take a video of my cat rolling some dice. But um, <laughs> but anyway, she just did it. So <laughs> Oh, good. It's good to know that everyone in your household is a giant nerd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um how are things i would ask what's new but as you all have probably figured out by now uh we're recording this mere minutes after we recorded last week's episode so the answer is not a lot um oh i know here's a question that uh nick uh from taking initiative asked when he was guesting with me and lydia um which was are you binging anything and if so what I just finished um, up through season five of Shit's Creek, which is all that's on Netflix. Um, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, that's how I was. I, people have been telling me forever that I needed to watch it. And I was like, meh, bleh, I'll get to it eventually. Um, but then I finally did. And it's delightful. Highly recommend. I will. I will. You would think I'd be binging things. I have an anime backlist that's like a mile long. <laughs> Um, yes, I we we watched The Witcher. That was good. Oh, good. Yes, that's mm-hmm. that's some quality content. Yeah. Um, I mostly have been playing a lot of video games, actually. Yeah, same. Although uh, we have been binging uh, My Hero Academia. Speaking of anime, yes, good choice. I, yeah, I'm funny. I I don't have much of a, a an anime manga background, uh, but my boyfriend does, and so he's started to figure out which ones I will like and which ones I will just sort of stare at with one eyebrow raised <laughs> and a small twitch in my right side. Um, <laughs> Has he gotten you to watch Full Metal Alchemist yet? No, and that's actually one that I want to watch, uh, but but we haven't, there have been so many others as he's tried to figure out that's what I fair. like. Uh, so we're doing My Hero Academia now, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, nice. What else have I watched? I went, my parents were here, I talked about all this with Lydia and Nick, but I watched uh, all of Haunting of Hill House for the fourth time. That was great. So it's been good times. But I don't think I talked about My Hero Academia, so congratulations. Uh, that's new content that I didn't talk about with Hell Lydia. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I love that. All right. Well, there you go. That has This has been our guide to uh, quarantine binge watching uh, this, this round. Uh, I think I'm going to do that with everybody, at least for the first set of these guest episodes, because it's yeah. fun and, you know. 
Um, but I suppose we should find out uh, if the if the tinker is is okay. So should we maybe should we maybe hop in? Yes, probably. <laughs> okay, let's hop in. So when last we left our duo, uh, the tinker had managed to get. Uh, uh, a sort of tomato cage wiring net type thing over the uh, mound, over this semi-sentient mound of algae and moss, uh, which was great until it decided to heave uh, one giant heave and flip the tinker on their back on top of which was on top of them was the, the, the tomato wiring and on top of that is now this this moss pile blob thing. Uh, so... Kit, what's the plan? Uh, first, I have a very important question. Do we need so to ready. roll initiative for this moss creature? I am gonna have you tell me what you would like to do first, and depending on how it goes, we may or may not eventually need to roll initiative. Great. Um, great. So what I would like to attempt to do is I'd like yeah. to try to use my antlers to get... Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop trying to act it out. It's just, like, much <laughs> easier, I feel. Anyways. It is. Um, to use we clearly the- should be screaming. <laughs> yes. I'd like to use the antlers to get underneath the, the tinkerer's body and try to, like, flip him over... Or, I'm sorry, flip them over again so that they're... They're on top of the moss, and it's, it's oh hilarious! So we're just thing, blah. Yeah, like a pancake. We are just flipping the omelet. Yeah, exactly. The pancake. Yeah. Okay, I love it. Uh, go ahead and make a strength athletics check. <laughs> a seven. Well, that's all right. The moss pile got a five. Yay! Yay! Uh, so Tinker, you feel something like I presumably you are. Tr- well, I don't know. Are, were you trying to get out from under, Probably. or was it just fascinating down there? <laughs> Some of both. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but you suddenly, as you're sort of pushing up on it, uh, and it's heavy, like this is denser than you would have imagined, uh, you feel something sort of slide underneath you and begin to lift you up, and then you find yourself sort of momentarily weightless as you are are flipped around and you <clears throat> land back in the position where you started. <laughs> ah, that was novel. I would like to try and pin the moss then. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely still moving around under you. So yeah, you can you can try and pin it again for sure. Uh, Kit, Kit, are you observing the? Okay, are you observing this procedure? Yes, I'm going. I'm just I'm just gonna give it a beat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What am <laughs> I All right. Rolling let's see again? how that beat goes. Uh, strength athletics from you, please. That's not great. Um, uh oh. Uh, that's a three. Oh well, I thought I had done poorly, but I I, I rolled a four. Yeehaw. So uh, I don't think that the moss is able to flip you all the way over again, but it does sort of uh, buck you off, uh, and it begins once again going uh, sort of lurching in Kit's general direction. Is the net still on top of it? Uh, partially, I think. I don't think it got very far, uh, but it did knock the tinker over a little bit. Okay, um, great. The tinker's not in the way, right? Uh, no. I'm gonna do a hoof attack. Oh! <laughs> this great, I love it. This is annoying. I, I, I don't disagree. It is quite annoying. Also, uh, if my observation is correct, it's potentially undead. So I must kill it. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of those things? Great. A 16 to hit. That'll that'll do. Great. That'll do eight points of damage to the moss. Hilarious. 
Uh, so, Tinker, you see the moose, which is presumably Kit, uh, just go to town, just start stomping on this, this moss. <laughs> uh, how do you react? Uh, oh, don't, don't kill it. I'd love to pick it apart. And uh, There might be somebody in there. This horrible little grin. <laughs> and then I will cast Entangle on it. Yeah, oh, I love that. All right. Uh, uh, so what does yeah. that look like uh, as you cast while I roll it? Strength uh, yes. save, right? Strength, uh, okay. Yeah, strength versus uh, DC 12. Um, yeah, yeah, and what that looks like seven. is kind of a, uh, what's the thing called? The string that children play with and make knots. Oh, a uh, cat's cradle? Cat's cradle, yeah. Yeah, they pull one of those out and just sort of like spider web cool. it out. Cool. Uh, and now and normally this it. entangle, if I'm not mistaken, is like a, is like vines and stuff, right? Does it yeah. look a little different coming from you? Um, or or not? Maybe it doesn't. I don't. I mean, vines and roots are not so unusual down here, so maybe not. In the spirit of the the MacGyvering <laughs> and hijacking of things together, I think it's sort of like whatever vines are like, whatever roots are attached to the moss growing in here. Oh, like, interesting. Nice. So like, what are they, what are the, thing. um, oh, there's a word, it starts with R that is roots for moss, whatever. Anyway, they, uh, uh, they sort of snake out from everywhere and just hold, like sort of anchor the edges of this pile of moss uh, to the ground. And you can see it sort of bucking against them. But for the moment, at least, uh, it is it is stuck fast. Um, Rhizoids. That's the word I was thinking of. Rhizoids. <laughs> You've taught me a new one for the first time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if only Taryn were here to make a uh, comment. <laughs> it would be six minutes before I got the show back. <laughs> <laughs> um so as much as i am loath to lose my um moss scraping tools i think it's time to um be an azimar again sure um, to have a conversation so <laughs> i'm going to poof back into myself there you go so kit pops back from moose to kit ah you're back Oh, I was here the whole time. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it's very confusing. What is that? I will point at the moss and I will jab it with the toe of my boot. <laughs> well, it seems to me that um, this is a bunch of moss that has been infected uh, by some magic that um, I actually saw a lot of while I was on the surface. Um, and it seems to me that the magic that uh, has infected this moss is actually a lot more intense than what I saw um, on the surface, although the signs are unmistakable. Um, Yeah. And she, like, she makes a face like a, ooh, I don't know. (laughs) Plants often come to life and move on their own on the surface. Well... Actually, yeah, she's sometimes. about to say no, and then she thinks about all the other times that we've been attacked <laughs> by creatures that actually look like plants. Um, and she says, sometimes. <laughs> now that could make my life a lot easier if I just cast light on one of those and told it to go. Hey, that's um, 
what's what's the word? It's not pollination. How does pollination happen down here? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Do we just like cast question. like insect plague? I I think that is one one solution. Someone that powerful some... has to come in and cast insect yeah, plague. I mean, there are definitely more powerful mages than the the standard farmer. So that's that's definitely an option for some of the more successful farmers. Maybe. So I'm just imagining the tinkerer like running up and down with like a like a Q-tip like cross pollinating everything. I, I think that's probably where it started. One would hope that you've come up with something clever since then. But but yeah, I mean, it's all sort of yeah. No, we've got a like a whole like fork of. I also think now. there are like uh, as well as well as we may find out in further down the road. There are also animal farms, and there are animals down here. So maybe maybe yeah. sometimes you can maybe there's beekeepers, right? You can rent you know bees from a beekeeper, or or even like uh, you know like furry animals to run through your fields, right? And and pollinate that way. There's there's That's there are so myriad cute. options. It is kind of cute. Rent a hummingbird. Oh, yes. Yes, rent a hummingbird. I love it. Yeah. Pollination is none of the tinkerers. Right. That's somebody else's <laughs> Right, <job>. absolutely. <laughs> I was just curious. So I'm going to look at the tinkerer and say, well, I respect that you didn't want me to kill this thing. I have to be honest and say... I think we should kill this thing. Well, aside from being a nuisance, what's it done? If my suspicion is correct, and it is infected by the same sort of magic that was infecting the plants on the surface, um, it's a sort of necrotic magic. Um, so probably the, this moss was dead, and then the necrotic magic affected it, and now it's some sort of disgusting, undead moss pile, which sounds horrible. No, that does sound pretty unpleasant, actually. Now, you didn't mention the, the necromancy part of it first. <laughs> yeah. Buried the lead. How do you how do you grow things on the surface if it's necromantic? Well, I have to say, that's um, an unusual facet of uh, the surface above, although my friends and I did kind of start to fix it. You know, it's a really long story, and we have a lot of moss to still scrape That's off. That's true, so yes. why don't we scrape off the moss, and I'll tell you the story at the same time. All right, and then we can kill this thing after exactly. if it hasn't done anything weird. <laughs> and so I think as we're going around the cave and scraping off um, scraping off all the moss, uh, Kit will go ahead and tell an abbreviated story of her and her siblings and what brought us here and what we found on the surface and how how we hopefully defeated the magic on the surface and then it all starts to get I, she she tells the story you all know what happens on this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes we have a we have a general idea and fortunately so does our guest <laughs> <laughs> yes so you're telling me that since it's it's fixed ups there nobody has nobody's been up there to to know we make more use of the space and till the fields and start nobody's up there taking up the space that could be yeah very usable uh no i wouldn't have to do this with the no with the yeah you you would not have to you would not have to crank the sun um and yeah as far as i know it's uh there's nobody up there i'm not sure if i'm excited or upset that it would put me out of a job (laughs) well 
you know, the positive thing about not having to crank the sun is you could do all other sorts of jobs um, that, I don't know, maybe would bring you joy in other ways. Well, I did have this other interesting idea of how to, to make plants grow without having to even use soil. Because, you know, the things, the roots in the in the soil here, that's what's destabilizing the cave system. But sure. I don't really know how to go about implementing it. Well, you know, you probably wouldn't have that issue on the surface, so... No, there's no roof to fall in. Exactly. Um, and there's there's none of these guys points at the moss. I have never seen one of these before. <laughs> well, that makes two of us. <laughs> so I think that mm, once we've reached this point in the conversation, Kit's gonna try to steer it a little bit more in terms of, like, our current predicament. And, like, especially since the Tinker seems to be on board with potentially going to the surface. Um, I'm going to steer it a little bit more to talk about helping our friends. And also, yeah. maybe we shouldn't be as isolated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so she says, well, you know, I'm, I'm really excited that you're excited about potentially coming to the surface because part of what my friends and I are worried about and trying to get a sense of from folks down here is, um, you know, keeping, obviously your society has a long, rich history of being below ground, but we worry, and I have to say, especially after seeing this little monster guy, we worry that keeping that keeping this society so isolated from the surface is actually no longer a positive, and especially seeing how the magic on the surface is affecting your agriculture down here, I it honestly makes me doubly worried. Well, I have to say I'm not the hard sell, if I'm being perfectly honest. It's going to be <laughs> me convincing the people around me. I've been curious for, well, as long as I've been. You know, you, you are right, we do have a rich history, but I have a rich history that my family remembers what was up there, I think. I... You know, elves live a long time. Eldrin live a long time. That's me. And they pointed themselves. When you're a very small child and your grandparents and great-grandparents that are still alive are telling you stories of not just what's up there, but what's everywhere and what's on other planes. And it's, you know, it's a fairy tale, but it's a little realer when you have real people who you know and trust telling you about it. So I've always been a little curious. I can never stop being curious and I want to know what's up there. I'm not the hard sell. We have to, we have to, fig- you and me, figure out a reason that other people down here who don't have that would get. Kit shakes her head. Danger, I think, is a good reason. Yes. <laughs> Danger's, a, Danger's um, a fast motivator. Yes. And she gets a little twinkle in her eye and she looks down at the moss guy and she says, well, maybe it's a good thing we haven't killed this guy just yet. <laughs> Are you suggesting that we unleash it into the city? No! I mean, maybe it crossed my mind, <laughs> but... <laughs> but I thought if we contain this guy and we show everyone this and she pulls out her vial of the cuttings from that she took from above uh, on the surface, which I forgot until <laughs> this moment that she has. She pulls out her cuttings and she says, and we show them this, which I got from the surface. Those look like some maybe, very ill plants. Exactly. Maybe if we show them these two things together, they'll begin to understand some of the dangers. Perhaps. I that might that this week that might be worth attempting. Give it a shot. I hope it yeah, goes well. It could be. It's it's a starting point at least. At the very least, yes. At the very least, yes. Yeah. And if um, all else goes wrong, we could mm-hmm. still release it into the city. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, 
that's a thing that I would enjoy. <laughs> Ooh, that, that tickled me. I was not expecting that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Maybe not near my house. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be boss if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as possible. It's coming up, I promise. And the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we'll get to listen. Doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds and it really does help us out a ton. Of course, we want to remind you all that we do do still have our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, though, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our truly remarkable incredible, kind, and generous patrons, and thank them for their support. We want to thank our two heralds of Denier now, Shimmy Gangat and Tanya, our th- honorary party members, Sir Mox the Magnificent and Matthew Allen, and our Shimmerscaled tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Mark Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. Thanks to all of their generous support, as well as all of our Shimmerscaled council members and our Shimmerscaled tribes people, we've had such an outpouring of support in the last four to six weeks, that we have hit another goal on our Patreon, and hopefully by mid-June or so, we will have an official Last Refuge merch store up and running online for all of you. Now, patrons are going to get, probably, we're still figuring things out, but probably get early access and some discounts, at least at first, so if that's something that you're interested in, go check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music that you hear on our show, you can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can of course find at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, we're back to this again. Be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but all together, make it D&D. <laughs> we also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You will not regret it. And finally, of course, this week, we once again want to give an enormous shout out to Nat Rose for joining us in finishing up Kit's Day Out. Nat is a truly remarkable artist. They're one of our patrons, and they are a recipient of our Patreon at Forward program as well. You should definitely check out more of their stuff by following them on Twitter at at NatRose, that's N-A-T-R-O-Z-E, or by checking out their portfolio at natrose.portfoliobox.net. Okay, I think that's all the announcements that we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay home if you can, and wear a mask if you can't. And of course, happy gaming, y'all. Uh, okay, so uh, so tell me exactly what the, the plan is here at this point, then. I think sort of 
I was my my plan from this kiddo's perspective would be to gather the relevant people and sort of explain that there was a thing. Okay. I was going to ask who you think the relative the relevant people might be, but perhaps that's unfair. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> prominent members of the farming community, um, people who we go to yeah. to make okay, decisions. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's that's a great idea. Yeah. Is that you know they're they're um, I don't even know necessarily that it's prominent members because yeah. of the sort of uh, 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 communal nature of everything. I think it is just Rep- sort of whoever the, the yeah, current representatives, the representatives of. Preferably older and wiser ones who, exactly. may, who, despite their age and wisdom, may not have seen this thing. Yeah, a lot of times that is who ends up just sort of being defaulted to. At not, not, and and you know, if you were to ask them, they wouldn't say that they are in charge. It's just that people defer yeah. to their experience a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you want to bring them here to to see the thing? Yes, because then they they can also talk about the destabilizing cave structures that the tinkerer has been worried about. Right. Absolutely. That these absolutely. aren't plants that are supposed to grow in here. We're going to destroy our right. own home. Right. Right. And I think that as because I'm assuming the tinkerer and Kit are kind of having a conversation about what this presentation will look yes. like. Yeah. And I think. <laughs> Easels and backwards chairs. Yes, backwards chairs, easels, the whole nine (laughs) yards. Um, um, I think that Kit's going to suggest that maybe, especially when the Tinker is talking about the deteriorating structures of the cave, that Uh uh, Kit could use um, one of her spells to create an image of what it looks like so they can see with their own eyes what uh, the surface looks like and what, what it could look like to move their farming operations um, up there. It might not even be a permanent complete thing. We could just put the farming up there and everybody else can stay down here where they're comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. And and Tinker, that actually, that is probably the better approach mm-hmm. you know uh, because even those, even those among the farming collective that are that sort of lean more in your direction of like, I'm curious, maybe it's not so bad, maybe there are benefits up there. Even they, I think, wouldn't... Reticent to move. Yes, exactly. Would recognize the trouble that they would have in convincing any significant number of people to actually leave the world below, at least at least right now, right? Baby steps. Change is like you grow a tree and you have to wait for it to grow and you have to wait for it to grow and then eventually it will eventually it will have leaves absolutely and and the fact is you know this seed has been has been buried so deep as it were right i mean it's not it's like a potato yeah (laughs) i like that i'm loving this Uh, eventually the leaves will break a surface and then you can uproot the whole potato exactly right yeah i actually had this conversation uh with uh story consultant robert just the other day about like you know what is the like is it sort of somewhat nefarious indoctrination of this fear of the surface and this isolationism. No, I don't think that's it. I think it's just, this is where it is safe. This is where this society has lived for centuries. And, uh, you know, the surface is to most people a place that is not even considered, let alone uh, thought about, rather, let alone considered as a, as a viable place to live. So, so yeah, moving up farming operations is a great first step to talk to these people about. It's like saying, let's move all of America to the moon right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> or we could, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, I-, I think let's sort of, I don't want to play 18 different NPCs. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> so you're able to gather these people, and, and they are sort of a, 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 a great, a perfect cross-section of, uh, of the farming community, which of course is a... 
uh, a subset of the society as a whole, but you get them to come see, and of course they're all very concerned about the concrete things that you are explaining to them, uh, Tinker, about you know uh, infrastructure and stability of of mm-hmm. of the of the cavern walls and things like that. Why don't um, I will leave it up to you two to decide if one of you wants to make a charisma persuasion check with advantage, or if you both just want to make a charisma persuasion check. My charisma is nothing to write home about. <laughs> Me too. Oh goody. Oh this this oh I forgot to do that. I forgot to message you all. Bizdira did bring up that we had never discussed who was taking Frosty's hat with them. Oh, so maybe we like all split up Frosty's hat whenever we need it? No. <laughs> One of you can have it. <laughs> but I but look, if you want to take it, the the other two for sure Bizdira does not have it. Uh, we have we established that in her episodes. So if you say that you've got it, I mean, I, the other two are not here to tell you that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is, I think that even if it would be helpful, I don't think that Kit would go for it. I feel like Flick and uh, Bria probably were like, oh, blah, 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 the hat, the hat, the hat. And 100%. Kit was like, okay, bye, whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... And also, mechanically speaking, it wouldn't help you any because I've yeah, already exactly. given you advantage. But uh, <laughs> but I wanted to have that conversation. So do you have inspiration currently? I don't think so. Well, you do now. Huzzah! <laughs> Taking one for the team and also wanting nothing to do with Bria and Flick's argument about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, well, that still has not uh, determined whether we're doing one person with advantage or two people normally. I'm fine with Either way. I think that they're probably pretty convinced by the arguments that you are making about the structure and da-da-da, and they're probably, like, they buy that pretty, Mm -hmm. like, pretty easily, and especially since you're one of them. So I feel like the work of convincing them probably falls onto Kit as an outsider and the person who's bringing this, like, scary news of the surface. Mm -hmm. So I will, I'll roll if that that feels right in the story. That makes sense. Come on. An 18. All right. Okay, good. So, um, yes, exactly what we've said. As they, uh, you know, they come in and and you lead off uh, with the talk about the, the immediate concerns and the, you know, simply factual dangers of having these things behind walls in places that you all are unaware of and what it could do to the, the structural integrity of these caverns. That hooks them <laughs> for sure. Um, Kit, tell me a little bit about... Uh, how you make this argument to them specifically uh, once they recognize that there is a a clear and present danger in this in this area. Sure. Well, I think that I make a very similar argument to what I made to the tinkers, but I sure. think I use I use some props this time. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Which the props are the like the things that we found. Like I yeah. think I I think I'm probably the one who brings out the moss creature, which we've probably created some sort of net or put it in the tomato cage or something for it. Sure. Yeah. And I like like, stuffed it in there like a hot dog. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like wiggling around. Yes, it is. It's Um, really horrifying. Yeah, and I think I like I point at this creature and I explain and I show them the cuttings that I took from the surface and like show them the similarities between the two and make the argument of like number one you can't stay like you not I don't want to like you know I don't want to be didactic but I mean like on the one hand you have these issues that like are structurally like there are structural problems that need to be dealt with on the other hand you have this system of isolation because the thought has been that the surface does not affect 
what happens in your society. And here is a clear example that it does. And the people who it's affecting right now are you, the folks who are making the supplies and the food that fuels this whole economy, this whole society. And I'm I'm making the argument to them that yeah. they, it's up to them to be the leaders of this movement to some degree, because without them and the goods and resources that they provide, everything will fail. And the evidence is right here in front of them. Yeah. And then I think, you know, I follow it up with like, with my pretty picture of the outside. So I don't <laughs> end on a negative note. And I'm like, the <laughs> sure. service isn't scary. Look how beautiful it is. There are butterflies. Whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, the mean lock continues to crank the sun across the sky. <laughs> Probably might have thrown a curtain over that. <laughs> really good. Surely it's been more than an hour. I've maybe oh, I that's have a, true. a different friend now. Do do you want to play that game? Um. Well, the problem is if I'm gonna cl- cast hallucinor hallucinatory terrain, then I need my fourth level spell slot. Ah, uh, okay. But I could right. conjure a little animal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that feels safer. <laughs> All right. So we won't, we don't have to go through that, but you have conjured an animal, so the terrifying mean lock is not up there just like... Instead, it's an adorable orangutan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they... I mean, it looks like you've really, you know, sort of got them. Uh, and after you finish kids, they all look appropriately thoughtful. Uh, and one of them really just hasn't taken their eyes off of you the whole time. Like, they've just been sort of studying you totally stone-faced. And a few moments after you get done, Kit, uh, this this individual sort of steps forward and says, uh, this is a lot to consider. Uh, you both have made compelling arguments. Would you, looking at you, Kit, would you m- mind if we had a few moments to uh, speak uh, alone amongst the citizenry? Absolutely. And Kit uh, takes a hit. She goes off into... She goes with her orangutan friend. Great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, so Tinker, you're left uh, with this with these this group of people. And uh, the one who just spoke turns to you and says, uh, Well-reasoned. Uh, obviously, there are problems that must be addressed. Dangers that must be considered. Do you know where she came from? Uh, generally speaking. Do you know why she is here? Less so. I, I've heard rumors. I, too, have only heard the rumors, but it seems logical that she is, in fact, part of the group of surface dwellers... Yeah, no, she came, said as much. ...that came to assist in the evacuation of the other city from the north, which leads me to believe that she is, in fact, perhaps part of the group of surface dwellers that some say are the cause of all of these troubles in the first place. The logic is sound, the argument makes sense. If we are able to trust that the information she provides come to, comes to us uh, in a benevolent way, but what guarantee do we have that she's not attempting to 
undermine our very way of life in order to destroy it, ultimately. Well, we don't, but I can't imagine anybody coming in here and going through all of the motions of listening to me ramble for that long. If their intention was... <laughs> there are several chuckles in the group. <laughs> if the intention was to simply to cause upheaval. A sound argument, but again... There are far more um, efficient ways of going about it. A sound argument, and I have every desire to agree with and believe everything that has been said, but we know nothing about what it is like up there, what these people want, why they're really here. Who's to say that perhaps this is the way they go about things? It is a dilemma, a conundrum, a problem without an easy solution. But you have spent the most time with her, and uh, he sort of looks around to the rest of the group and says, um, Without strong objection, I believe that perhaps the Tinkerer has the best insight and judgment on the situation, and assuming that no one here is foolish enough to disagree with the facts as they have been presented, we should defer to the Tinker's decision about how to proceed. And there are nods that vary from enthusiastic to cautious, but everyone nods in one way or another. And so all eyes are on you, uh, Tinker, in terms of responding to the concern and then making a, a final call on what to do. Uh, oh, he will also, this, this, this individual will also say, um, if, of course, my guesses are correct about who she is... Have you also heard of what we will all be called to do in the next few days' time? We have only just recently received words, word that a trial will take place. It seems not only were the surface dwellers meddling in our affairs, which of course, as things stand now, is a grave violation of the principles set forth to keep us safe here, but worse still... It appears that there were members of our own community who have been aiding them possibly for years. Some of those individuals have been taken into custody, and uh, a trial, which uh, long-lived though you are, I am not sure that a trial of this scale has ever taken place in living memory, certainly not in mine, but the entirety of the of-age community will be asked to attend and cast mm. their vote on whether or not these surface dwellers shall be banished. We will follow your lead, Tinker. If you believe that we should speak for these surface dwellers and those in our community who, despite the ultimate outcome, betrayed the very core values of our society by meddling in the affairs of the surface, then that is what we will do. Well, our community notwithstanding, how could surface dwellers possibly know our rules if they've never been down here? He sort of chuckles and says, well-reasoned again. Indeed, they have broken no rules that they were aware of. Those of our community, however, have. And we will have to consider carefully whether the ends justified the means. I suppose I'm just left wondering if no involvement with each party had ever occurred, would there have ever been anybody to evacuate the refugees from the other island? To take it back a would, step, would they have needed to evacuate the island? I think that's speculation far further away than we can see. Agreed. Take your time with it. Consider it well, and know that we will support you. 
and uh, uh, he sort of uh, he straightens his his clothes a little bit and stands up a little bit straighter, and you can tell that he's going to sort of make a <laughs> not not an official proclamation because it's just mm-hmm. a, I mean you all are fairly uh, fairly casual with each other anyway. I mean you're uh, you're fu- he may have some highfalutin words, but y'all are <laughs> farmers. Like it's all very you know whatever. Uh, but he's now going to say something sort of formal uh, and and something that everyone would do well to to take heed of and to take seriously. Uh, and he'll say uh, sort of <laughs> perhaps somewhat sillily, deepening his voice a little bit. Uh, he will say, um, "It is their decision." that the tinkerer shall lead them when it comes to the trial. They shall stand behind them in any and every way, support them in their speech, and come to their defense should it become necessary. And everyone sort of takes a moment and nods their agreement, and the person who's been speaking sort of smiles and says, Why does it not surprise me that all of this would come to you? Well, I don't know, but <laughs> I do tend to stick it where it doesn't belong. <laughs> Perhaps this time it was stuck exactly where it belonged. We shall see. Time shall tell. Well, I, I hope we don't see, and they pointed the moss creature, I hope we don't see more of those stuck where they don't belong. <laughs> Indeed, regardless of the outcome of the trial and the future of our society as we know it, uh, I think we have some inspections to take care of. Agreed. Uh, and with that, uh, this this little meeting will begin to disperse. Uh, a few of the the folks that you know a little bit better, uh, my, I'm gathering that you don't have a lot of uh, close social friends, even among this circle yeah, of individuals. Yeah, the way I see the Tinkerer's like, societal place is like, they are very clever, and because of that, people will still differ to them for advice and talk to them but their personality is quirky and sometimes abrasive and so it's not the first person that you go to <laughs> sure. for like coffee or something sure totally so you'll get a few sort of appreciative uh you know murmurs of thanks uh and and things like that a lot of them look several of them maybe not a lot but several of them look worried and and reasonably so uh but everyone at least seems to be on board for for the statement that was made that they will support Whatever it is you ultimately decide to do both here and at the trial in mm. however many days. Alright. Once everyone's dispersed, I'll go back and find Kit and set the sun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So Kit's up there with the baboon. They're just having a grand old time cranking the sun. If this creature looks remotely <laughs> friendly, I'm going to try and pet it. <laughs> I think it probably does. It's very friendly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> responsibility. I thought I wanted it. <laughs> they will defer to my vote, it seems, because of my proximity to the situation that has just occurred. Yes. Wow, that is a lot of responsibility, but <laughs> yes, I have to say I'm, I'm happy that that's the outcome. I expect you would be. I was just going to say, I do think that you and I see the world in a similar way. So I'm glad to have you on my side. At least, I hope you're on my side. That's the first time anybody's ever said anything like that to me, so I think I rather am. Aww. Aww. Kit wants to give them a hug. They are so awkward about it, but they hug back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then 
And then the monkey joins in on the hunt. No. Uh, so the, the monkey joins in and then very quickly realizes that it has left the sun stationary and, and runs over to the crank and cranks it a few times uh, and then starts to, to sort of hoot and holler. Uh, and you realize that uh, it has been a day. The, s- quote, sun has, quote, set. Uh, it has reached the end of the line and the, 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 what was it? Baboon orangutan? What is it? Orangutan. The orangutan is, has, has, is unable to, to crank it any further in that direction. And, uh, and so the, the sun has set in the cavern. And, and what does it look like in here at quote unquote night, uh, Tinker? Um, well, I'm assuming because we are underground, there is at least some bioluminescence to some of the plants that we grow here. I think absolutely. And so there's, there's a little bit of a faint glow. And the tinkerer will sort of point those out and say, "My great grandmother used to call those ground stars. I don't, I don't know what a star is, but I like the name." Oh, that's very sweet. And I think uh, we fade to black on Kit explaining stars to the tinkerer, and Absolutely. that's where we're gonna leave it for this week. <laughs> uh... Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out who our next guest is, or possibly if this was the fourth guest when it came out, then what happens next? Uh, Time is weird. (laughs) You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can always email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what virtual cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website www.dndlastrefuge.com As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign. A ginormous, gigantic thank you to Nat for joining us for these two weeks. Woohoo! I've had a great time. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you for joining us. I had a blast and I... Yes, me too. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, thank all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master dm jazzy hands and with me i have kate and the tinkerer happy gaming y'all story that she's describing but they could actually see with their own arms (laughs) own arms Honestly, at this point, I'm laughing more at DM's reaction. Oh my god. Well, there's your blooper. Amazing. <laughs>